There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. From the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. RoadBikeRider.com radio and going the distance with Coach John Hughes. We're getting mental today, huh? We're getting mental today, George. And, and I can give you a recent example. I'm, allow me to boast a little. Uh, Flagstaff is one of our local favorite climbs. When the U.S. Pro Challenge finished here in Boulder, they raced up it. Uh, didn't look up how long it took them to get up it, but it was probably single-digit uh, minutes. Now, back last February, we actually had a nice day in February. I time trialed at 35 minutes and 12 seconds, which was the personal best. Uh, we had an 80-degree day on Tuesday, unlike the snow yesterday. I thought, i got to go do Flagstaff. 31.54. Now, I had nine more months of riding in my legs, and I was a little fitter, but it was mental, George. I tell you. I went into it relaxed. I wasn't wasting any energy on anything superfluous. I was totally focused. Guys would pass me and say, great day, isn't Mike Grunt? Hi. Everything was going into the legs. I had set really small goals. They're mile markers on Flagstaff. All I had to do was ride to mile one. I couldn't possibly time trial the full three miles. And then all I had to do was ride to mile two and then to mile three. Now, the reason I think that's a great example, um, I'm 68, and as you mature as an athlete, your fitness, what you can do with your physical fitness, no matter how hard you train, starts to plateau. There's not a lot of room for improvement there. Whereas if you work on the mental side, you can still keep improving. I did not produce... What is it, 10, 15% more power in my legs over the course of the year? Maybe 1% or 2%. But because of all the mental work I do, I was faster. Now, you also cross-country ski, so I would think that that's very applicable to both sports, cycling and Nordic skiing. In, in a couple of different ways. One is when you're skiing, it needs to be automatic. You downhill, it needs to be automatic. So, so learning to focus and then let go so you don't have to pay attention to kick, glide, kick, glide, kick, glide. That's the first part. Second part is how do you deal with absolute fear, which is what happens when I stop going across the flats or up a hill and I look at a downhill. And that has to do with confidence. And a lot of that I do by just imagining that I can, in fact, get to the bottom of this. 
It has to do with stopping at the top and taking a few deep breaths so I'm relaxed. I was reading a ski book, and they said, you know, you'll, you'll go better downhill if you remember to breathe. Now that's relaxing. I work on confidence, telling myself I can do it. I was at a coaching clinic with USSA a couple of, well, it was a week ago today, and uh, I loved this presentation that they did where it showed skis on the snow, and it said, those are the skills. What the body was doing was the technique to make the skills come together. Now, we've talked about mental skills. How, how is the mental part of this a skill? It's, it's a skill because it's something, it, I guess I, don't, I would not make a, a sharp distinction between skills and technique. It's a skill because it doesn't come naturally. When you were five, six, seven, eight, whenever you first rode a bike, George, you didn't get on the bike and roar away at, you know, 30 miles an hour like you do now. No, I think I coasted into a tree. There you go. <laughs> and probably got some road rash, which is what I did. Off it, to my it, it, great It's start. a skill. You had to practice riding your single speed, maybe even with training wheels, for quite a while until you could do it. And then you had to practice riding a multi-gear bike. And then you had to practice climbing. So mental skills are skills because you got to practice them over and over and over. They're also skills because they feed into what you're doing to make it turn out better. Carpenter has a skill of how to saw a straight line. Now, sawing a straight, straight line is not I mean, in and of itself. Who cares? But it's a skill that allows a carpenter to construct a stairwell or a wall or whatever that isn't warped and twisted. Carpentry is not one of the skills that I have. Now, what about cognitive skills? Cognitive skills have to do with planning, goal setting, uh, all those kinds of things that you do with your brain rather than feeling in your body. Uh, setting goals is probably the most important. We talked with Elizabeth Wicks in a recent podcast, and she talked about her, her goals. She has absolute goals for 2017. She's focused on those. And then the next step from goals, again, cognitive, is figuring out what are your near-term objectives, your intermediate-term objectives, and so on. So breaking down the big goals into what are your objectives month by month, and those often relate to developing specific skills. One of the skills that she worked on, a skill, a mental skill, is how to learn to relax. Another skill is how to recover, how to teach yourself how to recover again a mental skill until it becomes habit now when i think of mental and cognitive i you've got to throw emotional in there have i lived in boulder too long well boulder is mostly an emotional you know uh, transcendental meditation etc kind of town uh, george asked me in a recent interview uh, how often i really stretched and i said well three maybe four days a week i do meditate at least six days a week so you stretch your brain Actually, I don't stretch my brain. I try to get my brain not to do anything. It's the opposite of stretching my brain, which is damn hard. Try sitting there and not thinking about anything. I give you the challenge. It is tough. You know, it is tough to just clear your head. I mean, that's such a, you know, star word. Clear your brain. Get your emotions out. But it is. It's really hard to do. It, it, it's really hard to do, and it's the first step in learning to focus. I said we did this podcast recently with Elizabeth Wicks. Uh, George wasn't available that day, so I was wearing the headphones and on the mic, and 
asked, next time I saw him, he said, that can be difficult for some people to both listen to their voice and talk. And I said, I was 100% focused. I was not thinking about anything else. I was totally in the moment of the interview. And all I was thinking about totally related was what I'm going to say next. That is total focus. Quick anecdote. Uh, love mountain biking. Was up in Fraser, Cramming to get uh, workouts written. Had a lot to do. Finally got my bike out. Got on the trail. Oh my God, I'm scared. Oh my God, I'm scared. And finally I crashed hard after about 10 minutes. And I says, John, this is just not your day. And I went home. Next day, didn't have a lot on my mind. Went out on the mountain bike and had an absolutely great ride. So the difference, I was relaxed the second day. I was focused on the riding. Just you got to pick a line and you got to ride the line. The difference between the two days was mental, entirely mental. You know, was, you hear that a lot about, say, Race Across America, where it's oh, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. And I'm like, you've never done it. It hurts. <laughs> But at the same time, it's all mental. It, it, it's all mental, and one of the mental skills you can develop is how to deal with pain. You can learn to focus on something else, to just not feel the pain. Pain comes in several parts. First of all, there's simply the physical sensation. Then there's how your brain reacts to that. Does it amplify the physical sensation? And then there's how does your head interpret that? You say, oh, no, I hurt. Well, you can eliminate the second and third step, how your brain feels it and then how you think about it by learning to focus on something else. Or some people learn to focus by going into the pain and accepting it. I've, I've never been good at that particular part of it. I think that's one of the reasons I love doing your hill repeats so much on old stage, or I'll run uh, lift tower intervals when I'm at the ski area. It's a great workout in snowshoes, and it's been actually kind of tough in the uh, when there's no snow up there, running through thick weeds. You don't think the the ground has so many rocks and weeds when it's covered in snow and you're skiing on it, but those hurt. They, they do hurt, and... You're doing them for a reason. One of the mental skills is motivation. You're really motivated to ski well, to be in shape. I'm really motivated for the cross-country season that's coming up. So again, that's something that doesn't come naturally. It's not that everybody's born liking pain and being motivated to go hard. It's motivation. It's also a, a really tight mental skill to focus immediately and totally on running that peel through the weeds and the rocks on your snowshoes or doing hill repeats. If you are totally focused, and I've tested myself on the CompuTrainer, I can put out 5 to 10% more power than if I'm distracted. Really? So when I do intervals, I'm not listening to the news. I'm not listening to music. I'm simply feeling my legs. Which hurt. Bad. <laughs> yes. And, and, and the more they hurt, the better in kind of a bizarre way. Uh, do you talk to yourself while you're doing this? Any give, almost cheer yourself on, positive affirmations, anything? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been doing VO2 max intervals, uh, not recently, but I was doing them most of the summer. And those are going absolutely as hard as you can for a minute or a minute and a half or whatever. 
and I watch the counter on my computer. You've done 30 seconds, that's one third. You've done 45 seconds, that's one half. Oh my God, I got to do five of these. Don't think about five of them, John. Get your minute done. And then I count down the minute of recovery and then I say, it's number two. I'm going to do at least as well. Number three, at least as well. And I always try to build it so if I'm doing five, number four is my best. And I stay focused on that. And then I'll focus on the last one and just do it because I don't want to, you know, wimp out totally on my last one. Now, does this help build confidence? Absolutely builds confidence builds confidence that I can go absolutely really hard. I mean, I mean, like, you know, like the time trial that I did earlier this week, that was nowhere near VO2 max, but I had the confidence that I could push myself to my limit. And in that case, my limit was how hard could I ride for 30 minutes or doing VO2 max. I can push myself to my limit of a minute and a half or whatever the interval is. Complete way of building confidence. Anything else you'd like to add to our mental discussion? That, that's an interesting word here. George and I, we're doing something mental. Uh, I'm writing a, a series of columns called On the Rivet, uh, teaching mental skills for the RBR newsletter, uh, writing about a new skill the first of the month. Uh, so did November, we'll do, do, and I'm doing December. Uh, and I've written an, an article called Sports Psychology, How to Perform Your Best. And, and I tried to write it as a workbook. It's not me just you know, telling you all about my experiences and what the literature says and so forth and so on. But it's a series of five practicums. And within each practicum, there is one of these emotional things like learning to focus on your breathing. But there's also an intellectual thing, a cognitive thing. Think about what your goals are. Then you go into the second one. It's learning how to relax. Uh, Conscious. What are some power words that describe how you like to do? So again, sports psychology, uh, to make you a better rider, available here on the website at roadbikerider.com. Well, we're recording this the week before Thanksgiving, so I wish you a very happy holiday, you and all the listeners. And uh, I don't know what to say about Black Friday. I'm going skiing in the morning and then going to the Nutcracker in the afternoon. Sounds like fun. Uh, if it's still, there's no snow and it's kind of warm, I think on Black Friday I'm going to ride my bike up Berthoud Pass just because I can. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and and I may arrange it so Carol comes to the top and gets me so I don't have to come down in the cold. Anyhow, happy Thanksgiving, George. Roadbikerider.com radio from the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.